irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Max and friends, he says what he wants, ain't holding nothing back. Got the LA Talk Radio, this is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to Max and Friends. Now, if you're tuning in for the first time, where have you been? We're here 13 years. I'm glad you're here joining us. And if it's your first time, tweet me at Max Tucci. Instagram me at Max Tucci. Let's have a conversation. Tonight is going to be about self-worth. What is your self-worth? Do you have self-worth? Do you know what self-worth is? Do you even want to have the conversation about self-worth? You know, we do it here often on the show. You know, I'm doing a cookbook that comes out next fall, fall of 22, autumn of 22. And even though it's a cookbook, it's about self-worth um, and really honing in on that and loving yourself so that you can love your guests when they come over and when you cook for them. So with that said, tonight we have a great show. Yes, we're back in the studio. You know, it's been a minute since we're here, but alas, that's what Max and Friends Best of Shows is about. I hope you enjoyed them. We had Nanda G, Gordana Birnat, of course, Reverend Valerie Love. We've had some great shows, best of shows. And, you know, we should have played when Reverend Matt Cartwright was here um, last Sunday, but we have him here this Sunday. He's back. He's an ordained interfaith minister, certified spiritual life coach, teacher, and a licensed psychotherapist. And he's been consciously on the path since he's since his early 20s. You all know who he is. He's been here. We love him. We adore him. We love what he's doing. And recently, he has written an article about self-worth. And when we had our earlier conversation today, we said, let's discuss self-worth tonight on the show. What is it? What do we define it as? What really is self-worth? So tweet me at Max Tucci and let me know what you think self-worth is, is really all about. Um, because really everything begins with self. So let's talk about right now before Reverend Matt comes with this, we're just going to talk about how, yes, I'm in New York. Look, I'm telling everyone to put their cell phones on mute and yet mine is, is dinging, but that's my T-Mobile. How are you T-Mobile in? So let me put do not disturb and let's continue the conversation. So I'm here in New York right now. And, um, you know, there's, there's really a beautiful vibe here at the, at the house. And, the 10 acres that are here and the river and the waterfall and all that is, all that is, is rising up to me. And there's, there's a joy in that. And it's really the definition for me of self-worth is, is being in an environment that rises up to me. Um, this environment's rising up to me. And like Mama Oprah says, we've got to take our glory and run. So let's take our glory tonight. Let's raise the vibration of self-worth. Let's talk about self-worth. And I want you all to understand what self-worth really is. Self-worth, self-love, uh, really take a moment to digest it, own it, and raise the vibration of it. Raise the frequency of it. And this is going to be a life class, so I'm letting you all know now, take notes. And if for some reason you feel that you've missed any portion of the show, you know that it's going to go into archives here on latalkradio.com backslash max. And it's also going to go on every single podcast podcast, podcast platform. I'm still getting used to saying that because for years, 13 years, it's been LA Talk Radio. Now it's podcast platforms. So from iHeartRadio to wherever you listen to your favorite, wherever your favorite podcasting 
tuning in is. I know I'm so OG, like podcasting wasn't even a thing when we started. It was internet radio. And I couldn't get publicists were like, now nah, we don't want to have our clients on internet radio. Now that there's the new name podcasting and podcasts and we've won, you see, well, we've won many awards. Um, I don't know if we're showing video tonight, but they're right behind my shoulder. Um, and the reality is, is that now it's like, oh, you have a podcast. Well, yeah, it's radio podcast. It's, it's a joy. And it's part of self-worth for me because it allows me to express to you all um, shows like tonight and just raising the frequency and the vibration. So we've got some great shows coming up too, but tonight we have back on Max and Friends. My pal, you know, I've posted his things recently and you're all loving them. And every Monday we're watching him now because he's doing his thing. But let's welcome back to the show, Reverend Matt Cartwright. Welcome back to Max and Friends. Hi, Max. I'm so happy to be here. What a beautiful um, opening. Um, I love that you you were back. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, I'm excited you're in New York. I'm a native New Yorker, <laughs> no. born and raised. And I took a hiatus for 10 years of just living life to the max. And I know I follow you, seeing you all over the country <laughs> in different places. You know how it goes. Speaking of seeing I one another, I'm seeing you on Mondays. Let's get into this. You know, we can talk about you, but we'll let that unfold naturally. But let's talk about what you're doing on Mondays because I'm watching them and I'm like, I like this Monday vibe that Reverend Matt's got going on. So yeah, tell us about so it. I I started Mondays with Matt um, because what I found that is I you know I've been on the path for quite a while you know since, since my early twenties and I'm only twenty nine in my mind and so I've had a lot of time and I've studied with a lot of people and 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 when I I work with people on a daily basis there are things that just come from spirit through me. Mm. And it's like, wow, I've got to capture that and share that with others because it really is my passion to help people grow themselves. And it's so wonderful that you were talking about yourself and, and um, taking your glory and running with it and how you're living fully right now. And that's actually my acronym for self, which Mm. is S E L F spiritual energy living fully. Mm. That when your spiritual energy is living fully, that's when you're in the flow. That's when you're in the divine presence and everything rises to meet mm. that energy, right? Yes. That you're saying. It so does. that's it, and so I I found that my energy has been um rising to call out to connect with more people, to mm-hmm. share and speak with people in a way that allows their spiritual energy to live fully. And so on Instagram, I've been doing Mondays with Matt, Self Matters, um, because everything starts with self. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every relationship is a demonstration and a function of the relationship you're having with yourself. So if your self is not in check, then everything else around you is not in check. Whatever you're seeing in another person is actually really what you're seeing in yourself. And so often I hear people talking about, well, she did this or he did that, or can you believe them? And it's really about recognizing the things that are triggering you and other people are because they're things you need to see in yourself and work on. So when you have a really strong sense of your spiritual energy living fully, Mm -hmm. that 
the relationships with other people seem to operate and flow in a new way because there isn't that tension. Mm. There isn't that projection. Yeah. You know, I always love to say when you're pointing one finger, three are pointing back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and it goes to the point of really self-worth and worthiness. And I, you know, we just did a show last Monday. I produced a show on the Polish woman and Dr. Grace Cornish, amazing friend of mine, amazing, amazing woman. Um, and Dr. Grace, we were talking about validation and how people yes. now are just going into this, oh. um, into this world of TikTok and Instagram, heavier and thicker than before, where they're seeking validation from others rather than self, rather than spirit. Correct. And it's something that for me, it's just so, it's a disconnect. And I really want to disrupt that pattern and pathology of thinking that the internet is going to validate you. Because the one common thread that we all have is, do you hear me? Do you see me? And do I matter? And for me, the validation is, yes, I hear you. I see you. You matter. And that's why we do shows like we're doing tonight with the topic being self-worth and worthiness. So we can really inject that into the ethers of people's homes to raise the vibration of what is self-worth? How do I tap into it? How do I own it? If Because it's already in me. I am all that is. Therefore, I shall rise and take my glory and run. Yeah. For you, for me, it's easy. But for but people who are catch. struggling through it, what's the catch? The catch is no matter how much external validation you get, it will never be enough because it's not authentic validation. That's right. Because that's what creates the phenomenon of craving more. Because if it was, if I have the validation that I need, I don't really need your validation. That's right. So that's really what self-worth is about, is knowing that I matter even if nobody else says so. I matter because I say so, because I have an inherent experience within me. It's, just, it's a beingness. It's not just something that you, you it, achieve and it's done. It's an ongoing cultivation. It's not like, you know, I can't just go to the gym and do 10 ab crunches and I have washboard abs and I'm done, <laughs> right? How easy it would be. <laughs> How would that be lovely? I just go and yes, I have self-confidence for today. I'm complete. Life is good. All is well. No, I'm going to be tested. I'm going to be challenged and I'm going to have to keep working my process to maintain and build that self-worth because there will be moments where I'm in my highest and best and most divine self. And then there's other moments when I'm going to be challenged and I'm going to have to call upon that inner knowing because the external noise may be so loud or the shame may be so loud. And that's why it's a real practice. It's mm -hmm. not an, it, it's, it, you know, that one of the things that we were so focused on a, this achievement model, like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to achieve this. I've got to get this. Instead of focusing on the process of being mm -hmm. in the experience. This is why I started doing the Instagram. I'm so not attached to who watches. Yes, there's the mm -hmm. ego part of me that says, ooh, how many people? But the <laughs> truth is, I'm doing it for a higher purpose mm -hmm. and a higher value. And then I surrender the rest because I, 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 it's about the process of doing right. it and being It is in the process. It. You know, I mean, doing this 13 years is not about the numbers. You know, for me, it's about just the one that receives it. Right. Um, and it's not about the awards. Listening. You know, and the, I never went out to wanting awards. 
they happened, you know? And it's like, I never did this show to get an award. And so people are like, oh, how did you win? I'm like, it's not how did I win? It's being authentic. It's letting unfold naturally. And it's raising the vibration, the frequency of doing shows that matter because yeah. I matter. You know, and once, once the validation of I matter goes into effect, therefore everything that I do matters. It goes from doing and being. We're going to talk about doing and being tonight because you touched about that earlier in our conversation. But before we get so deep into this, because the illusion of time, you know, is always upon us. But I know. Let's start with what does it mean to be worthy and why is it important? Let's dive right into that. So what does it mean? It means to be a, to be worthy means that I know inherently in myself that I have purpose, that I have meaning, and that my existence in and of itself is important to the whole process, that I'm a part of the oneness. Mm-hmm. I'm not a part of the separateness, right? Oftentimes people get challenged in thinking that I'm alone and then they begin to suffer Versus knowing, wait, if I am an individualized experience of higher consciousness, no one else is going to have my individualized experience. And my experience is important to the whole consciousness. Did you always know you had a purpose? No. No, I mean, you know, the only way to get personal, to, to, to identify with others, you know, is for... For them to know, like, we didn't just make it here. Like, you know, you we did know our what work. What in my twenties? Yes, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I find, so, yes. So struggling as with my identity as a gay man, um, feeling alone growing up in the South, not feeling a part of, not really knowing who I am. One of the things that I so appreciate about my time teaching at InterVisions Institute for Spiritual Development is being able to teach healthy mind, healthy body in the age stages of development and that adolescent stage of, you know, 13 to 25, where it's like, who are, who are we? Identity versus identity confusion. And in that process of really being allowed to experiment and go through troubles and, and, and trying different things and figuring out who I really am because Mm -hmm. they don't really have a curriculum in schools to teach us about our sense of beingness. It's more, (laughs) you know, here's what happened to the people before you, you know, here's how you uh, add up math. When I went to school, I was like, I don't need to know typing. Why do I need to know typing? (laughs) And that's ridiculous. Now I don't need it because I just dictate, but, um, so I struggled with addiction. I struggled with substance abuse. I struggled with uh, promiscuity and not really having a strong sense of who I was and playing many characters. And until I got sober in my, uh, in 2004, I'm 17 years sober. So that, that um, journey uh, really allowed me to get clear on not just who I am, but uh, you know, like the question I was always, not who are you, but who do I choose to be? See, mm-hmm. I didn't really think I had a choice in my beingness. Mm-hmm. I thought it was more what everybody told me I was. Mm-hmm. And when I really realized I get to choose, that's when I began to have the power. But I also had to undo all of the learnings and the trauma and the shame and the insecurities and um, struggling with those issues. Mm-hmm. of sobriety 
to really get a clear sense of who I am as a spiritual being, having a human experience, and what is my uh, intention for this experience here on this earth plane. Mm. You know, and there's a beautiful book now that's out called What Happened to You? Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing. Um, mm. And really, it's by Dr. Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey. But what happened to you, I think, as the question proposed to so many, is not the definition of who you are. Correct. It's what happened to you. You know, and I think what's interesting, I always say when you're going through hell, don't stop. But um, trauma and (laughs) (laughs) trauma creeps up, you know, and there's people have gone through through it. That's the beauty of it. You've gone through it. So, and you know, you're, you, you deal but with, with trauma. The problem is, but trauma, <laughs> the problem is the body doesn't know that it's gotten through it and, and come out alive in mm-hmm. the body. It still feels like it's going through it. Now, can one go through trauma, have the body still react to it, even though they feel they resolved it and still have self-worth? So there's a lot in that question. So, so breakdown process. Here's the thing: if you process the trauma Mm -hmm. by processing the body, the experiences. So you know the body organizes experiences through thoughts, through feeling, through sensation, through um, movements, and through our five senses. You know, so. It's not just, you can get into the brain stuff too, but when in trauma, it's really in the, the limbic system. It's in that amygdala and it gets trapped there. And the challenge is most times you're trying to process trauma from the frontal cortex versus mm-hmm. processing it from the amygdala. And if you really process trauma in the body and like, like animals, we have a natural organicity for healing. If an animal goes through a traumatic experience, you can watch it. It will have a natural tremble and be able to shake off the experience. Humans have that same, you know, trembling experience, but we just don't allow it to happen because what we do is we have a mind that keeps going back and telling everybody about it and reliving it and having experiences and Mm -hmm. having all those thoughts that keep reactivating but once you really process trauma, then the thought about the trauma doesn't have the same physiological experience. Mm. And then that allows that space for one to really sort of feel safe mm-hmm. to then build and know that they are worthy. Because when you're in trauma, you're not thinking about your worthiness. You're not thinking about if you see a water, a, a hose and you jump thinking it's a snake, you're not in the middle of jumping going, Oh, I shouldn't be jumping. That's a snake. I'm, you know, you, no, I see something. I, it looks like a snake. I jump because that's what my body's natural response is going to be. And then I realize, Oh, it's a snake. But then, you know, if I have, more trauma, I go, oh, I'm such an idiot. And I start to beat myself up versus going, oh, thank you, nervous system, for mm-hmm. protecting me. But it's in the just middle, a hose. <laughs> it's just a hose. Thank you. But my, if it had been a snake, I, thank you. I would have been safe. Either way. So the, 
either way. So the body really can help us to mm-hmm. to, to recognize. This is why Bessel Vanderkolk has the, the you know the body keeps the score and Pat Ogden's sensory motorcycle therapy, which I right. I do training in and really slowing down because we're so conditioned to think we can just talk our way through it when actually the only way through it is to feel it. We got to feel it to heal it. We got to feel and do the work. But now and do for the those work. who are tuning in now, my guest is Reverend Matt Cartwright. For those who are listening and saying, this conversation is great, but how do I apply it to my life? How do I do the work? Where do we start? Intention. It's got to start with the intention to know and to put and to be committed to, I want to do the work. I want to have self-work. An awareness that recognizes, hey, maybe I am suffering with drug addiction. Maybe I am suffering with poor boundaries or having difficulty maintaining relationships. Maybe I have anger issues, depression, anxiety. And I'm thinking that it's about the symptoms. And really, it's about if I build self-worth, the self-worth and dealing with that will help me deal with the symptoms. Mm. The symptoms are not the problem. The lack of spiritual connection the lack of having a structure that encourages you and lets you know that you're worthy, those inner thoughts, those are what create the symptoms of needing to be anxious or depressed or do drugs or be promiscuous or gamble or whatever, you know, your coping skills are. Those mm-hmm. are the skill, those are the coping strategies to numb those issues. But when we can build self-worth, when you can process a piece of trauma and go, wow, that happened to me but it's not me, that's when you start to have that moment to say, okay, how can I be with the experience versus I am the experience? Wow. How can I be the experience versus? Yeah. How can I be with the experience versus Mm -hmm. I am the experience, right? Mm -hmm. And the beingness and my acronym for being now is what does it mean to be? It means to bring energy. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, I want to talk talk about about that later in the show. But, you know, I I jumped right into the show mode because literally, to be candid, this is like the first time I'm recording a show in this new space. Um, And so I'm glad that you're the you're my guest because I just jumped into the show and it dawned on me in the whole process of what we're speaking now, 22 minutes or so. And everyone asked you, how are you? So how are you? (laughs) Oh, me? Yes. I'm delightful. (laughs) How, How am I? Okay, I'm feeling excited mm-hmm. um, because this is my passion mm-hmm. to speak about the things that really impact people and hopefully speak about them in a way that will resonate with someone to take some action. Mm-hmm. My tagline is be, heal, live. When you're being, you can heal those parts that create you pain and live your authentic life. Mm. But it all starts with the beingness. I love and the beingness. I love the beingness. But now, how was it for you, you coming through 2020? Like, how was 2020? Yeah, for you. Um, so for me, I get excited. I was exciting mm. <laughs> because I got hopeful mm-hmm. that maybe everybody will sit the you mm-hmm. know, sit down for a second and stop. Because be still and know. 
be still and know, but we also yeah. have to interrupt the patterns. Yes. Oh, it was a great interruption. It was a divine interruption. <laughs> it's a divine interruption. You know, when I work with people, I tell people the slower we go, mm. the faster we go. That you really can't process things quickly. And this whole world, like this is what I'm telling people now, people are not going to want to go back to traveling and commuting uh, for an hour and a half, you know, five days a week and putting themselves through that. People are not going to be doing that. They don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But because they were in it mm-hmm. and didn't have the interruption and the opportunity to stop and take a breath, mm-hmm. it's like I felt the whole world was like, yes, we're under this anxiety. But the truth is, the world needs a breath to slow down and say, <sighs> and the exhale, the divine exhale, the divine exhale. The exhale, I think, is so important. You know, we get with the breath we have down, but, you know, there was a whole movie about waiting to exhale. (laughs) You know, it wasn't waiting to breathe. It was waiting to exhale. Um, Because when you get scared, you stop breathing. Right, right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fear. Fear to me is the false, yeah, false evidence appearing real is fear. Mm -hmm. You know, and once that evidence is like, okay, it's not real. It's the false evidence. I can now exhale. Um, what's really interesting, I wanted to touch real quickly on the divine, on breath and exhaling and being still and knowing. Um, and the thought was there, but I guess I wasn't meant to be because I went through it. Thoughts are just thoughts. And you know, that's the beauty. We're going to talk about thoughts being thoughts. And yeah. I, there was a, a great revelation of thoughts being thoughts where I expressed them as traffic. When you're having thoughts, you don't go chasing after cars. So don't go chasing after the thought. Mm-hmm. Let it drive by. So the thought that I had drove by, and I don't remember it now. <laughs> right? But and if I catch you up didn't with stand it. in front of it and let it run you over. Exactly, exactly. My guest but tonight is Reverend Matt way. Cartwright, and we're listening. We're all listening, and we're here on Max and Friends. So we got to jump in. You know, I forget. Uh, radio mode. I have to like remind people who's on the show because I feel like I'm just having, we are, we're having a conscious conversation, but it is, uh, it is a show. So here we go. We got to get back into the show. You and I are going to have lots of conversations, I'm sure. And especially now that I'm close to New York, you're going to, you'll have to come up here and we'll have to do like some kind of retreat of, of self-worth and worthiness. I want to talk about um, why is it so difficult to have self-worth or to build self-worth? Well, when you think about it, when you're a child and you're born into this experience, you're an empty slate. Mm-hmm. And um, I, 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 one of the first questions that you, if you think about it, one of the first questions that um, parents will often ask the child is like, okay, we're going somewhere. Are you going to be a good boy or a bad boy today? It's like... <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm two years old. What do you mean? Am I going to be a good boy? I don't even know what good and bad means. And we start to assign worth to behavior unconsciously. Um, if, you, if, you, if you spill something, what's the first thing the parent says? What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And it's this constant sort of subtle and overt, not even just subtle, implication that who we, what we do, our behavior is indicated whether or not we're good or bad. Mm. And that simple sort of like, am I good or am I bad is really like worth. Am I worthy or unworthy? Mm. And it's so subversive that people don't really realize that 
it, it happens in school. You know, every question is always, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? What were you thinking? Versus a curiosity about, okay, let's stop. What just happened? <laughs> yeah, the daydream. We're, 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 we're blocked to, you know, when you ask a child to be a pirate, let's say, for instance, there's this fantasy and this curiosity that goes with it. And then when you tell an adult to do it, they freeze up. They stop. They're like, what do you mean be a pirate? Right. Where right. do we what lose that? What are people going to think about me? <laughs> right. Because we get so preoccupied with what are people going to think about me? You know, when we were in the caves, our fear was, is the <laughs> lion going to eat me? Mm-hmm. Now, um, that's not our fear. Our fear, mm-hmm. that thing, that, that primal fear is really, do I belong? Do people like me? And so, again, coming back to where we started talking about social media and all of this um, uh, TikTok and Instagram and, you know, everybody's seeking validation. It's really because of that innate sort of survival mechanism is, do I belong? Am I okay? Do people like me? And we don't, we haven't really cultivated that in this, especially in America, cultivating and encouraging people to be creative, be your authentic self. We in this country, if you're different, that's bad. We have mm. so many things. And right now with the political divisiveness, if you're Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're this, if you're that, it's so like, wait, 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 we've lost the side of what unites us. And we're so focused on the differences when there's no way any of us are exactly the same. We have similarities, but nobody is going to have the exact same life experience situations that I've had because I take up this space. Mm. You could be a twin. I mean, look at twins, right? Right. A twin. We could be exactly identical, but we have two totally different personalities and take up two totally different spaces and two totally even experiences of the same parenting. So mm. we haven't really honored and valued humanity and spirituality mm. in people. We sort of have been treating children as if they're adults when they don't even have, you know, like 20 word vocabulary. And rob like, them of their daydreaming and, and, and tell them not them to cry. <laughs> and don't cry and don't do that. Right. Did you know? Rob that, them of emotions. <laughs> that children for the first about 10 months of their lives, it's all, oh my God, you're so what Goo, goo, goo. Hold it, protect it, everything. Yay, you pooped. Yay, you did it. Mm. As soon as they become mobile, by the age of 13 months, children are starting to hear correction once every nine minutes. Wait, wait. Don't wait. do that. Right. Don't touch this. Don't do this. And it's, and it's a constant correction of what not to do that begins to erode the self-worth. I'm writing this down because this is all <laughs> I'm taking my own notes on <laughs> Max and friends. Wow. One correction once in every nine, every minutes. nine minutes by 13 months. But imagine you're and then by 13 years, <laughs> it's once every three seconds. Oh my gosh. And then people are wondering why everyone is so fucked up. <laughs> and we're wondering what, well, yeah, why everyone doesn't believe that they matter. Right. Because as a child, the validation is stripped. And as a child, your only goal is to survive. So let me please the people, right? 
I'm four years old. I can't drive a car. I can't leave here. I can't get a job. Don't make, don't matter. But yet yeah, you're expected to. But you're but expected to. But I'm expected to. But, but I learn how to, to navigate and make right. sure the big people are happy by doing what they want me to do. And in the same time, I end up suppressing my natural urges or I listen, right. I knew I my was individuality. Right. I knew I was gay at five and everyone else knew too. They're like, he was a sensitive boy. It's like, sensitive. okay, <laughs> but sensitive keyword gay. So instead of just acknowledging, right. Right. He was the flamboyant, sensitive child who wore high heels. Okay. You know, instead of like, but hold on, why do we even have to label it? Safe, why correct. can't that just be you? Why does it have to correct. then have a label of gay? Well, because everything has to, we have to sort of, everybody's trying to understand things. So in order to have some order, we have to have some definitions. Okay. Right. So we have to have some labels. If you can't make a distinction between the door and the wall, you'll never get out of the room. So we have to, this is why Course in Miracles, right? It says nothing has meaning except the meaning that I give it. Yet I do not live in a meaningless world. Right. So it's really about. Do you believe? Do you believe meaning. we are the creator of our reality? I believe that as much as we can, we have choice in our reality. Yet the reality that we live in mm-hmm. is subject to the environment, right? The reality that I live in in New York is going to be different than the reality that my family lives in in Texas. But we each have choice in how we see that reality. And this is why beingness is so important. Because and we're going to get to beingness. We're going to get to beingness. We are building beingness up, <laughs> Reverend Matt. <laughs> we are building it up. You know, but it's true. So do you hear me? Do you see me? Do I matter? The validation. Now, if we don't get it from others, which... Right. Collectively, humans are are all. That's I think the commonality that we all have is: Do you hear me? Do you see me? Do I matter? But for those, I always say: Look in the mirror, embrace yourself, kiss yourself, love yourself, and tell yourself, "I love you." What are some strategies for building self worth? Yeah. Well, the first strategy is I think having a daily practice. You have to have a daily practice. Mm-hmm. You must start. And by a daily meaning, practice meaning what? Meaning. What, find an inspirational book that you love and feed yourself in, until today, for example. It's a daily, you know, Ian the Van Zandt's until today. Every day is a daily lesson for you to chew on, to work on throughout the day. Finding time to get grounded and centered, whatever that looks for you. Journaling. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing, but you're having a daily practice to set the intention to build self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you don't know how, whatever you give attention to grows. So if Mm -hmm. I'm setting the intention to grow my self-worth, I have to make time and space for it. So first, you have to have simple as that. that. The simplicity of intention. If I want to get fit, I have to watch what I eat and go to the gym and exercise. Mm -hmm. I can't just eat magnolia cake all day long (laughs) and keep swiping. That's right. (laughs) But you know what we can do? You know what we can do is we can listen to Max and Friends right here. Where, Ronan? Let everyone know what they're listening to. 
LA Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Succi. My guest tonight is Reverend Matt Cartwright. The first time your family, no, the first time your friends, the second time your family. So you, this is your, you've been here before. You know how we I've roll been here. here before. You know how we roll. So we're talking about self worth. If you're tuning in right now and you're like, what are you two babbling about? Exactly. <laughs> a brook babbles and water is a living thing. So <laughs> we are babbling the truth right now on Max and Friends about self worth. We're glad you're joining us. If you want, tweet me at Max Tucci, Instagram at Max Tucci. Hey, Reverend Matt, how do we find you on oh, Instagram I, and I'm Mondays on with Instagram. Matt? <laughs> I'm on the Instagram at uh, Matt Cartwright Therapy, or you can go to my website, uh, mattcartwrighttherapy.com, and you can find me there as well. Beautiful. We're the, talking about self-worth. We're talking Facebook about too, I think. on the Facebook. You're everywhere. Wherever Matt Cartwright is, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? <laughs> That's my new thing. Wherever Max Suji is, there I am. Um, self-worth and building self-worth. Carving out the time and the space and the intention to create it, to create it. So what are some ways to actually create it? We're saying, find a book. Now, what if someone doesn't like reading? What are some other okay. strategies to build upon? For me, it's always just being present that moment. It's that, that be still and no moment, the inhale, the exhale, the breath, the divinity of being in that moment, and just gratitude for everything that's around me and right. taking the notice to be grateful. For me, that works. But gratitude is a principle. So mm -hmm. you're actually doing something already to build self-worth. You're mm -hmm. focusing on the principle of gratitude. So mm -hmm. one thing that your li the listeners can do is pick three principles that are important to you and practice them, whether it be honesty, integrity, compassion, kindness, love, gratitude. What are the principles that you want to be and incorporate into your life and make that your discipline? Mm. How in this moment am I being present? That was another one. Presence, mm. grateful, compassionate. Trans for me, I love that transparency. <laughs> transparency, being clear. Mm -hmm. Clarity. Clear? <laughs> and identify so you can then write out well what would that look like you know because it's one thing to say these principles and values but it's an and even self-worth like but what does it look like so you can define what self-worth looks like for you so for you self-worth may be i only do what i love self-worth may be uh, uh, what it looks like for you may be i at seven o'clock i stop working and i shut my computer off and i don't take you know so i set boundaries, boundaries. Boundaries. So setting boundaries. Now, so how do we set boundaries? You know, we have to like peel back all the the, the peels of the <laughs> of this okay. to understand. There you go. So we're going to talk about boundaries here on Max and Friends with uh, with Doctor. I'm already giving you another title, Doctor, with Reverend Matt Cartwright. He'll be with us in just a moment. Um, so what I want to talk about, and we're going to, you know what? Let's go, Ronan. Can we go to a song? Are you good or do we need to play a song? Yeah, I'm good. The dogs All right. are just having The dogs a good are barking. Time. You know, the boundaries. <laughs> the boundaries. The boundaries. So if we want, we can go to and play to a song, but I'd rather say the song for the end because we're in the flow right now. But so for someone who doesn't know how to create boundaries, how do we create the boundary? A boundary is very simple. Here's what works for me. 
and here's what doesn't. Okay, but hold on. It's simple for us because we know how to create them. <laughs> but for someone who really does, like it's the hard conversation, how do you really right. set the boundary? Because let's say someone's tuning in, and I can feel it right now. They're tuning in. They're in fear. They don't know how to set a boundary. They don't know the result of the boundary. They don't know, will I be able to still be where I am right now? Will I be kicked out for creating a boundary? So if a boundary, if someone really... Well, this could be a whole show, man. Of course. And we can, we can listen, we will continue the conversation on boundaries because it's all part of self-worth. But how do we offer our listeners tonight who are finding difficulty in creating a boundary steps to create a boundary? First, identify what I want. Here's what works for me. Here's what I'm willing to do. And here's what I'm not even... Because see, there's a difference between setting a boundary and holding a boundary, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. So, because once I set a boundary, you know what's going to happen. They're going to try to step over it. So you're going to say, this doesn't work for me. And then the person's going to say, are you sure? Come on, please. And then you have to say, no, actually, this is what works for me. And it's really about holding that boundary. And that's where you tap into your self-worth. By knowing that my boundary matters to me mm -hmm. and it's okay for me to say, here's what works for me. It's okay. I have the choice to create this regardless of what anybody else's experience is. If I'm clear, transparency, if I'm clear and know that this is really what works for me, the truth is people will then respect your boundary. Mm-hmm. Right. If you and if hold they don't, it, you go. <laughs> right. Because we also teach people how to treat us. That's right. Right. So if we allow people to continue to cross our boundaries, then people are going to do it. Think yeah. about a child. Mommy, mommy, can I have the candy? No. Please, please. No. Please, please. No. Please. Okay, fine. Take the candy. Ah, oh, great. Child learns. Right. I just got to do it four times. Four times and I get That's my candy. Right. The sponge learns, the sponge soaks it up. Exactly. (laughs) But you know, these all become challenges, right? Because we have a question here. What are the challenges that a lack of self-worth creates? Here's one of them. (laughs) Here's one of them. It's a lack of, it's an ability to set boundaries. It also creates, like I mentioned earlier, the anxiety, the depression, addiction, all of these um, experiences can happen because we don't feel worthy and we feel we need to go and talk about the TikTok and the Instagram, people who don't feel worthy need to have that external validation. They mm. need to, you know, oh my God, I'm not worthy unless I have a thousand likes or a thousand followers. And they're looking at this virtual illusion Nonsense. Of, of connection and worth mm-hmm. when it's like, whether you have one follower or 1 million followers, uh, you're worthy. Yeah. Because well, worthiness, here we're going to send it up now. Worthiness is a state of being. Of being, yes. <laughs> it's a state of being. I know, you've been wanting to talk about this at the beginning of the show. <laughs> because everything starts with being. Mm-hmm. So and let's expand why- on that. You know, the illusion of time is going to give us about like eight more minutes or so to have the conversation okay, of great. worthiness is a state be. of being. So let's do that. Let's really expand it dissect it 
inform it, feed it, offer it. And then when we're done with that, we're going to play a song called Most Beautiful Light by one of my best friends, Ash Ruiz. So right now with that, with, I keep calling you doc. Do you have, you, you have a doctor, don't you? No, I don't. <laughs> Not yet, but you will because that. this is the third. Listen, that could be Reverend Doctor. <laughs> This is like, right, Reverend Dr. Yanla, Reverend Dr. Matt Cartwright. Listen, um, Pastor Lynn calls me, you know, the evangelist and prophet. So this is three times I'm saying doctor now. So it's going to be interesting to see how doctor is going to fall into your titles, but it will happen. I, I, I sense it. It's in the state of being. So let's expand on worthiness is a state of being. What does that mean? Define it, dissect it. So beingness, my acronym for being bringing energy i now generate bringing energy i now generate right b-i-n-g so whatever energy i'm bringing i am generating it into my experience so if i'm bringing the energy of love Mm -hmm. that's what i'm generating that's what i'm creating that's what i'm manifesting that's what i'm attracting if i'm bringing the energy of knowing i'm worthy and when i say it's a being it's because it's not just it's not just a thought. It's a feeling. It's a felt sense. It's how you hold your body, how you stand, how you walk, how you move, how you talk. It's grace. a full body experience. Mm, grace. The energy expands in your auric field mm-hmm. and knowing that you're worthy. So that's why it's something that you build and grow. And some days it's stronger. And some days it's not as, as um, some days it's weaker, but that's okay. And that the worth is knowing that whatever it is, it's okay. Mm. Even if I'm having, but see, how do we get to that illusion. moment though? But how do we get practice, to that moment? Practice, of, it's practice, okay. practice, practice, yeah. practice. I hear doing you. Doing the work. Yeah. I've been doing spiritual work for 30 years. I finally yeah. said it. 30 years since I've been <laughs> Celestine prophet. The mm-hmm. Celestine Prophecy, I was reading that even in the midst of my addiction. I mm-hmm. was reading, I was studying, I was going to Tony Robbins, I was, you know, going to a Yana Benzet. I was still mm-hmm. in putting my energy into the space, even if I wasn't fully um, present. Mm-hmm. I was still showing up. And I think that's part of what worthiness is too, is showing up for yourself. Showing saying, up for yourself. Yes. Showing up for yourself yes. and saying, this is what I'm going to do. It's like anything. It's like if you want to lose weight, stop an addiction, interrupt a pattern, you have to put time and energy and invest in it to mm. make worthiness grow. And it's, it's not, not selfish. No. Because, you know, a lot of times there's a big misconception that um, that worthiness and self-worth is being selfish i've heard it before um where if you take you know if you focus on yourself you're not focusing on others and people are go are they're suffering through that that delusion and that distortion of self-worth is selfishness when it's selflessness right. in my reality but and i know i like to say and yet it's called self-focus mm-hmm. not selfish because i'm focusing on myself to make the whole better. Yeah. The energy of Jesus Christ raises the vibration of all of us. The teacher raises that vibration. So if I'm raising my vibration, I'm actually pulling up the people around me. 
So it's not really selfish. Mm-hmm. It's actually that I'm, I'm, I'm setting the intention to improve myself, which makes the whole parts because I'm part of the whole. Mm-hmm. So it makes the rest of the parts better. And so it is. Yeah. And so when you shift that frame from, oh, I'm just only taking care of myself. Yes. There can be selfishness where we get caught up in only doing mm-hmm. ourselves, but that's, but if you're in a balance, Mm-hmm. Then there's moments to focus on the self and, you know, you're not going to be always focusing on self-worth a hundred right, right. times. <laughs> Just like I'm not always going to the gym exercising. But if I make that time, I build up that momentum. Mm-hmm. And as I grow, just thinking about um, sort of my comfort zone, right? When you stretch out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. you don't shrink back. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, there's something that, in, you know, you have your comfort zone and then there's something outside of it. And it feels uncomfortable and growing is painful and you go through it. It's like, oh, growing pain. But then I've expanded. And so now my comfort zone and has gotten bigger. Same thing with worth, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I have my little worth zone, but then if I do something that's out of it and go, wow, look at that. And it yeah. grows and, and then it, it grows. grows. And so, you know, look, one I'm going to say preacher, say, preacher. <laughs> one of the things I say is, listen, Life is like laundry. Okay. No matter how much you do, there's always something left to clean. (laughs) People have this illusion that I'm just going to do my laundry and fold the clothes and everything's going to be perfect and then it's complete. But the Mm -mm. truth is, it's always something to maintain. And the minute that you can realize you're always going to have laundry to do, Mm -hmm. then you'll stop being upset that you have to do it. And start figuring out a way to be more efficient in it and take care of it and begin to enjoy the process of caring for the clothes that you wear mm-hmm. and, and tending adding to them. Yes. And, and adding some fabric softener. A, <laughs> yes. Or you get a stain and you have That's to right. clean it or you get a tear. Like mm-hmm. our life is like laundry. Yeah. So when, you know, it's never complete, it's always evolving and unfolding, but the mind likes for it to be in the little box, you know, mm-hmm. nice tied up in a bow and it's all done. And that's the illusion. The and illusion. we can and the distortion it, on top of it and the distortion and recognize that it's okay, that it's messy sometimes and you just start to clean it up and then it's going to get messy again. Oh my gosh. All right. You know, the illusion of time is upon us. So we're going to have to, you're going to oh, come it. back. We're going to come back. Let, we'll have you back. And I want to talk about boundaries with you on the next show. But until then, we've got to wrap this up. Before we wrap this up, what would you say to people who are struggling when it comes to having a healthy sense of self and self-worth? That practice makes progress. Take that baby step. Tomorrow, wake up and just, even if you can't do it, set the intention mm-hmm. that I'm going to focus on being worthy today. I'm going to make the choice to know, even if I don't believe it, that I'm worthy. And I'm going to be gentle with myself. I'm going to give myself permission to be messy because that's how I'm going to grow. That's what I would say. I love it. And, you know, I was going to say, what will you say to our guests to take into them with this week? That was it. I adore you. I appreciate it. You know what? I'm grateful that your dogs are barking because they're reminding <laughs> us that it's time to wrap this up. Exactly. You're like, <laughs> it's what perfect is timing. On? It is perfect timing. You know, and the reality is, is that we just have to let it all unfold naturally. What I want people to take with them into this week is 
really look at yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself how much you love you because if no one else will say it to you, say it to yourself. You know, RuPaul used to say, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Now take that over. The exactly. <laughs> so really, and love yourself. yourself is really that spiritual energy. Allow mm. your spiritual energy to live fully this week. Yes. We're going to leave it at that. And remember, you are the most beautiful light. We're going to play that here on now, Max and Friends, for my friend Asher's Reverend Matt Cartwright. Thank you so much for joining me again. Thank tonight you here so much for having me. This was will a Will you blast. come back? We'll talk about boundaries. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll get that in that the works. That works for me. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you so much for your time. I love you, And thank too. you for being thank on the you. show. Have a beautiful week ahead. All right, y'all. I love you for tuning in to Max and Friends here on LA Talk Radio. And we're all podcasting platforms are heard is that how we even say <laughs> i don't know anymore i gotta wrap this show up but right now don't go anywhere put the volume up i love you for tuning in play right now on max and friends most beautiful light by my pal ash Ruiz. i love you for tuning in connecting karma and remember to take life to the max i'm your host max sushi for max and friends right now most beautiful light
beautiful light that I see Baby, you're the one 